Well, I think, uh, you know, yesterday's mayhem was, was proof that those who were thinking 2021 was just going to be all happy no. and rosy once it once that uh, January 1st hit. No, they, 2020 was the gateway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> just just FYI. It's the, yeah, no shit. But. Yeah, if you have no rose-colored glasses like me, you understand that. I mean... Well, hey, listen. Hey, listen. As I was doing my evening calm down yoga stretching and loosening up for a good night's sleep, trying to get in a good happy place for this morning and the rest of 2021, I thought it'd be nice to have a good happy chat about the as terrible as things were in 2021 to try to get our listeners on a good positive outlook for the for the year ahead as far as scuba diving goes i realize the the rest of society is going to be a train wreck yeah and the unfortunate part is scuba diving does does well is in it's un un untieable from the rest of society i mean you need the economic system you need uh of course you need some kind of leadership well, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I, I, I think uh, I think the scuba industry, uh, you know, definitely is on a slippery slope, you know, at, at the start of this year. You know, there's a lot of shops that are hurting. There's a lot of just businesses in general that are definitely oh, yeah. hurting. I mean, I've got a, a lot of friends that are in the, the restaurant business that have been working for nothing Yeah, for, for a while now. It's, it's a scary, scary time. And if something doesn't happen... Well, the monumental, down, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be definitely scary. The domino effect, we haven't, you know, the shoe hasn't fallen yet of the uh, damage to the money system of the world. You, you just don't stop flow in that much business without it destroying, I mean, hardcore destroying a lot of people's lives. Yeah, yeah, people that have yeah. invested their whole life into... Yes into it and if uh you know now they'll be dependent you know, the, on the, the state go- the government yeah the, yeah the government <laughs> having that ability to just shut it all down and there's nothing you can do about it it's, it's scary times so much for rights you don't have rights you have privileges yeah george, george carlin said it so i'm just i'm just repeating a great comic okay the planet is fine the people are people fucked. Are fine. <laughs> yes. Planet's always going to be fine. I don't think people understand this. This planet will always be fine. Yes. The, the planet did fine for billions of it's years. Of years. Until, until we started meddling. Well, I, and I wouldn't even go that far. I mean, that 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 mentality is is uh, pushed on to us from uh, some people who want us to keep, us, keep ourselves looking at ourselves like we're pieces of shit. I got an idea. Let's okay, here we go. Cra- let's get crazy today. Oh, here we go. And let's let's live in a fairy tale world where things actually do come around relatively soon. Let's start the year off. <laughs> okay. Okay. In in fairy tale land. Okay. Where there is a silver lining to what 2020 gave us. 
The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Welcome back to the great <laughs> pandemic podcast. I think all podcasts are the great pod- pandemic podcast now. So right I mean, now they are, yeah. It affects it's a couple ev- of weeks. <laughs> Straight flatten, flatten the curve, the curve bitches. Just flatten. The curve. Yeah, I want to. Go. I think that's just be the new slogan for twenty one. Flatten the curve for <laughs> yeah, the yeah. rest of eternity. <laughs> I think this is a great opportunity, you know, uh, a good crisis doesn't go to waste, according to uh, these politicians. I mean, and yeah, exactly. Milking like it for everything it's worth. Like, how how could you have believed that? <laughs> because we believe and, and then anything. And then see where, where it got us, and then still Keep believing them. Politicians. How could they believe anything for the past 50 years, all the lies they've been caught in, and yet you still just take them at the face? You don't even question them. Nobody's questioned. Nobody's – the news, of course, isn't going to say anything against the narrative. And if you do, if you do, you're going to be lambasted. So, yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy nuts. So much for freedom of speech, thought, and expression. And – Freedom of, uh, you know, your right to gathering and et cetera, et cetera. So, well, if we look at scuba and mm-hmm. what this has done, there, there's a way we could take a, a, a positive look for the for the future of this year in yeah. so much as the this pandemic has led us to – you don't have a choice. If you are going to have a scuba class, it's probably going to be a smaller class. It's going to be a, a more intimate class. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chance of getting... Can't be more intimate. It's not going to be as intimate. It's just going to be smaller. Yeah, so, so hopefully <laughs> Let's use that, our, our word choice better. Yeah, Intimacy so is leads, gone. <laughs> hopefully that leads to better education. Because uh, you, you've got more, more yeah. attention of the instructor, maybe. I think, that, I think that's definitely an element to, to improving the education system currently in place. But um, that's not – I don't think that's at the base core of why the education system is, you know, is screwed up. Yeah, you know, the, the McDonald's fast food philosophy of teaching scuba is, is a big reason for it. And that part of that is they want to jam, you know, as many people within standards into a class. And the standards allow for a whole lot. So, But yeah. I don't think that's the, the uh, entire – issue of that's a different yeah, well, and, that's the worst of a different color right and that i think has easily led to hey uh we're slamming so many people through these classes uh to teach them all neutral buoyancy or or aka how to scuba dive yeah uh was too difficult so let's just slam them down on the bottom 
rack them through some skills as fast as possible. Uh, who cares if they kick up and destroy the the bottom, destroy the reefs? Uh, as long as uh, they paid for class and are buying gear, keep moving them through the system. That has definitely slowed down this well, past it's year. had to. That's so because maybe the whole the, thing uh, is maybe the environment down. is going to get a little yeah. bit of a much needed break. That it. Well, yeah. That's a nice little. I mean, everything has a silver lining. Well, hey, listen, I have a story here by a Melanie Bachman. This is from Dive Newswire. Good old DiveNewswire.com, serving the dive industry. Kind of an interesting little website that's got all kinds of hot, up to date news happening in the scuba world about uh, the diving industry and diving equipment and travel and training. It's a little like online magazine. But she's got a a very happy Zen yoga scuba article about reflections from a pandemical year and swimming into 2021. And this is this is written in a way to have a positive outlook and a real shitty past of 2020. And I, th- I think she's trying to gather the spirits of the people and give them give them a one last ditch effort of a of a shake and a big hug and saying we can get through it divers and i i thought it was a really good feely article that would be a good way to start off 2021 well let's do it let's spread some joy <laughs> what are you laughing about <laughs> Melody says, reflecting back on this past year, most of us can agree how quickly it flew by, especially after some lessons in letting go of control. The infamous year of 2020 has potentially illuminated your strengths and also weaknesses, which have no doubt resulted in shaking things up quite a bit. Whether this past year has gifted you joy or the opposite, hopefully we can all find strength in the experience of growing together across cultures in the uniting of humankind due to a worldwide illness that humbly brought us closer together for humanity. She says, although I witnessed the change of the dive community through the lens of a small local shop in the coastal USA, I also heard stories from others in the same community across the world. We all had one thing in common, she says, this year has called for an abundance of change. And uh, that is definitely the case uh, for another guy like myself who experienced this through the lens of a small local shop in the Great Lakes coastal USA. Yeah, you uh, you were forced to change if you were going to stay alive. You had to uh, adapt a little bit uh, to the new restrictions. Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, the landlord never never stopped coming by to knock on the door looking for rent well of course not he's got to feed a family yeah exactly right everybody's right. got to feed somebody's hole so <laughs> yeah they uh the world can't just stop no no you you uh as, as much as you wish that was the case the, the fact of the matter is if money's not coming through the door you're bad not things you're happen. not going to survive very long <laughs> that's right yeah bad unless unless you're inclined to just completely give up and let the government do everything for you. Well, I think that's 
think that's uh you think that's what they're uh, trying to engineer i'm not gonna say anything about that give me a break so she says there's no more business as usual no right the old uh, the old way of doing things was forced to change in 2020 and in in some ways you know for for some dive shops i think that's one of the best things to have come out of COVID-19. The yeah. fact that uh, shops are going to be forced to change how they do business because some of the shops were just stuck in such mentality. an old mentality, yeah. like a 1980s, 1990s pre-internet mentality that because these shop owners got into the business in the 70s and 80s, they've just been wishing for the last 10, 20, 30 years that business would go back to the way it was in the old days and, and not facing the reality of the market is changing, the business is changing, the the community is changing, the customer is changing, the knowledge that they have coming in. You know, when you know in the olden days you had to go to the dive shop if you wanted to know anything about scuba diving anything about scuba equipment to pick up a scuba magazine you had to go to a scuba shop nine times out of ten but today the the customer can walk into the dive shop probably knowing just as much if not more than the guy standing in there wanting to sell the stuff yeah as far as equipment goes for sure uh you can you can get all the data all the sales pitches online for any piece of equipment you desire, for sure. I mean, the the thing about that, James, is this this uh, you know using the internet and virtual shopping and all of this. This isn't new. This is thirty years old now. You know. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. It's it's, it's that's thirty yeah. years old. We've been we've been dealing with this. Right. It's been kind of in the mainstream uh, for thirty years since the nineties. I mean, uh, it, it of course wasn't as prevalent st- back then, but. And there's still people wishing that it would just go away. That yeah, it's it's the downfall to to running a dive business. Well, it, sometimes it's I mean it's hard to compete with them as a as a small mom and pop shop. It is hard to compete with an Amazon big box online entity where that can yeah. get you anything you want and at a cheaper price and have it to you tomorrow. Sometimes today. I mean, yeah, how no do you compete with that? That you people don't even have to leave their house, and now where they're they're by law forced to stay home, and they want scuba gear, they'll uh, <laughs> they'll they're not going to go to mom and pop shops. They they've got they've got their own virtual scuba store that is worldwide with anything they want. So yeah, you have to change. You have to. I mean, it was inevitable, and this was probably a big you know uh, impetus to make that happen for a lot of people and for the people that can't make that change they're they're going to probably go bye-bye right is that the uh, the right expression probably going to go under yeah so you have to change so yeah i mean it did force a lot of mom and pop shops to adapt in uh using the internet you know and i think that's that's not so bad right i mean um you ever see old people with uh, technology? And I don't don't talk about me. I've embraced it for ninety percent. No, of it. no, you uh, uh, you're just uh, <laughs> you're like a, when it comes to technology, you're like a 
happy I'm like teenager. a 30-year-old. I'm yeah, like a 35-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say I'm a teenager. I'm not You've at that level. You have been on the cusp of, of digital technology, you know, uh, for for decades. Well, I uh, yeah. Well, I never liked it. I still don't. I don't don't particularly in, like it. I think there's a lot of things that are inhumane, if that's the right word, inhuman. Anyway, the long story short is he had to. When I was having kids, when my wife and I decided to have children, uh, I hated computers. I had to work. I had to go through computer classes in the military, and I had to work on them occasionally, and didn't like it. Didn't enjoy it. Wasn't my thing. But uh, when I decided to have kids, I I knew that's where where the world's going. And if you're going to be able to talk semi intelligently to to your child in the upcoming years, you had to have a you had to know what you were doing with a computer to a certain extent because that's where everything's going to be. So just sticking your head in the sand and ignoring it and hoping it goes it wouldn't away wouldn't work. <laughs> that wasn't going to work. That doesn't work with raising children. Period. Just FYI. So for any of you parents to be young parents or even people thinking about becoming parents sometime in their life yeah you can't just stick your head in the sand and and say i don't have to worry about that aspect of the world i don't i'm not going to have to teach them about that or they're not going to come to me looking for answers about that so i'm going to i'm going to very much agree with melanie here in that not just for the dive businesses yes not just for the scuba world but all, I think all small businesses in general, if not the whole world in general, 2020 did teach us there's no more business as usual. You've got to adapt or you're, or you're going to go bye-bye. Yeah. And, I mean, and, t- and, not, and not just for COVID-19. That This right. should be like a reminder long-term that as the world changes and as the customer changes, if you're not willing to adapt your business model to that, you're going to have a hard time surviving because – in the old days, you know, you could run a dive shop or you could run a small business, and that customer had to had to buy whatever you were pushing yeah. on them. Like they bought what you had in inventory. That is not the case anymore. Agreed. Yeah. The uh, and and it hasn't been for a while. You know, to be honest, the the customers always for the you know past fifteen years or more. The customers always had alternative sources for equipment. I mean, the only the only thing they really need is, is if they're local diving, they need fill stations, uh, maintenance on equipment. But even maintenance can be sent in now. So yeah, 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 you do have to change. I mean, that's that's if you ever take a business class or have a business major. I mean, change is inevitable, and either you change and adapt or you die. You know, it's changing. It's it's very much a Marine Corps. You know adapt and overcome kind of uh, f- mentality you have to have. And, bu- you know, business kind of is war to a certain extent. So when you're faced with these kind of challenges and changes, if you can't roll with it, yeah, you're going to die. You're going to die bad. I think what a lot of people don't realize is as much as you are a customer walking into a dive shop, well, the dive shop is also a customer to these big vendors. Mm-hmm. Right, that require the dive shops if if they want to carry this brand, right? They have to agree to not just a certain dollar volume, but they have to carry not just the one product that they want to sell, but if they want to carry this particular brand, they got to have everything. 
Right. So they have to fill their walls with a bunch of stuff that they're required to buy. And these the, the big manufacturers need to realize that business as usual is changing as well. And if the shops are going to survive, the way they require shops to book gear has to has to change as well. Right. You from the vendor's point of view, they're they're it's win win for them, you know. Their sales are going to go no matter what. Yeah, so you would hope <laughs> that uh, because the, they've been telling the dive shop owners for the last mm-hmm. you know decade or two that they're on their side. They're not. This is this is where the proof is. <laughs> yeah. Right here, 2021 is where the proof is. Well, yeah, actions speak way louder than words. I mean, it's typical politician, lawyer, whatever. Just say whatever you got to say to keep them happy, and you know, we'll 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 uh, mix words up so it, it, we're not lying, quote unquote lying. But <clears throat> yeah, I I feel for the local shops because they're required to do a lot more than those big box internet shops. And that cuts all that does is cut into the profit, which ultimately cuts into their ability to feed their families. Yeah, right. So now her now her next point that she has is about owning personal dive gear is the way to go. And I think another way to look at this point is far as a positive for what twenty twenty did to us is I think uh, 2020 drew a line in the sand between do you call yourself a diver or were you just somebody that got a certification because it was convenient on that cruise you did through the uh, Western Caribbean back in, you know, 2003? Yeah. I mean, how serious are you kind of thing? Because you had to jump through hoops now to go diving. Yeah, right. You couldn't get on your airplane and go down to wherever, Bonaire or so whatever you couldn't do that and uh so now you're stuck locally and the local hardcore guys or girls are they're diving all the time yeah and that's easy if you live in key largo or right. you live in, if you Grand live in iowa <laughs> well, yeah, fucked, well, man. Exactly. you've done fucked <laughs> but when you uh yeah when you live in southeastern michigan and it's january and it's 28 degrees it's a, di- it's a different world right yes your choices are very slim on uh, how you're going to go get wet and blow bubbles so you either have to get more training get more more gear of course you're going to need more equipment because that's the way it is here uh yeah you're going to have to become a diver not just a card carrier yeah, so once you and that's the thing, right? When you invest in all that gear, you're you're buying into the to that belief, right? I'm a right. diver. And that should carry a different weight for you. Meaning I'm in. Yeah, well, if you're going to invest that much money, hope you're in. So her next point that she brings up is that the dive community grew. And I think she's talking about the community specifically as the people who are divers, not so much the industry. Yeah. Not so much the Me- number of certifications. Yeah, exactly. And and again, <clears throat> I, um, I mean the people that we were just talking about, the ones that do call themselves divers, not the ones that got a C card mm-hmm. years ago. 
but the people that really call themselves divers, you know, they I think they did grow together. Um, a lot of it was just socially online because you couldn't do a lot, and there was a lot of yearning for wanting to get back into the water. So people were talking, people were communicating. A lot of it was Facebook group nonsense, uh, but it kept people together all yearning and itching and wanting to get back into the water. Yeah, it kept people interested. Um... And the people that were divers that did have their own gear found a way to get in the water and do dives that they probably wouldn't have normally done on a, on a normal, in a normal year. Well, yeah, they couldn't travel. So if they still wanted to get wet, they had to do it locally or at least semi-locally. I mean, they could get in a car. A lot of folks, you know, would bop down to Florida, I know. But we had here in Michigan, we had people that don't normally locally dive. It was some kind of motivation for them to uh, purchase their own, you know, and support the local dive shop. Yeah, we had, man, we saw people coming into the shop buying equipment, buying dry suits so that they could dive locally. They realized, hey, I want to do this. I feel happy when I'm underwater. It's cold as hell. It's cold, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting a dry suit. That on a normal, on a normal year, you know, would have done their their one quarry dive and said, all right, can't wait for that trip to Cayman. <laughs> but now they're they're saying, well, if I'm going to dive this year, it's going to be a lot of this. Right. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, that's if, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So. Now, a couple of months before the pandemic hit, there was an issue, particularly down in Cozumel, where they basically shut down like half the half the dive sites, half the reef. You remember that? No. Yeah, I want to say it was in like September, October of two thousand eighteen. Nineteen, uh, I mean. Of ni- yeah, nineteen. Yeah. They shut down like fifty percent of the dive sites because because they were beaten to shit by. Shitty oh. divers and just too much activity. So the, they had, they had, you know, they declared a, you know, a couple of month break, and they were going to start bouncing around and giving these dive sites a break from the activity. You'd have thought that Col- had been Col- in place already, like a, a revolving site schedule for local dive shops, to, in order to preserve their their business. I mean that that is their source of their business, right? Yeah, yeah. You, wouldn't you have thought let's put something in place to preserve the natural beauty of this because this is what draws people down here. And if we destroy Correct. it, we're we're out of business. Well, the again, I think this is a this is where just just making a marine park isn't isn't the solution. Isn't the solution right. to shitty to shitty divers you manage with bad it. Yeah, and, and bad divers with bad technique, yeah. no matter you know how much you charge them for a park pass, isn't going to preserve that environment. Right. That's where changing the way the industry thinks about education and what is proper diving, that's, that's where we fix that. Exactly. At least that's... to a certain point. And the other part is 
is uh, exercising some control over the number, even if everybody's good or great. I mean, it you, still happens. It, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't go into this environment without affecting it. That's the, I mean, that's just the way life is. You can't do something without affecting the environment you're doing it in, no matter what it is. So, you you do have to put in place controls and that work towards preserving that beauty and and you know the and I, I think so if we look at what 2020 did i think yeah. 2020 came in with a big yellow highlighter yes and I was highlighted say the fact exact word I was that <laughs> that what uh, melanie says here is that our marine environment got a much needed rest for sure i mean this is to me, this is the ultimate silver lining. This is the the big silver lining on all of it. Is the the whole planet got a little bit of a rest? Not just marine environment, but the whole planet, in particular for us, we're, we're very concerned about the marine environment, and it did. And in, in a lot of the the uh, what's I don't want to call them milk runs for the tropical divers, but the the big popular spots that were just getting blasted with divers all the time yeah yeah like when you look at i mean it's one thing to have a hurricane come in Mm -hmm. and do a bunch of damage to the reef down in the florida keys but it's another thing to see that constant barrage of big dive boats putting 20 30 divers in the water crashing down upon the reef just for that quick constant dollar coming in over and over right. and over and over again two big differences like yeah. you look at you know people have been talking about the deterioration of the great barrier reef for decades right and global warming like uh bleaching out the coral that's one thing Sending 20 students that you just crammed through a three-hour scuba class to stand on top of the brain coral to do their scuba skills for their card is a completely different act of destruction to the, to the underwater world. Yeah, well, it's a preventable one. Okay, yeah, the hurricane There you go, yeah, it's a preventable It's not preventable, one. right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. just the way it goes. Um, both will do severe damage to the reef the reef will take care of itself it will come back yeah absolutely. Uh, we got to give it a break though and i hopefully hopefully the results of this are going to be noticed and the and the the people running these things the the community itself will wake up and go listen uh this was kind of a an eye-opening event in the sense of we can we can see how if we just you know, revolve our dive sites. In other words, don't just hammer them daily for years at a time. If if all the shops get together and say, let's, you know, we're off of this one for this month, we're off of this one for the six months or whatever, and, and let it grow. Uh, it'll be, in the long term, huge benefit. It's going to be, be- yeah, yeah, better for every, better. better for everybody, yeah. And, and I think, uh, actually, if you start, gra- you know, of course, we'll we'll get all the graph nerds out and analysis nerds. And if you start looking at this in 10, 15, 20 years, I bet you you can look look at the reefs improvement worldwide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think uh, 20, 20 years from now. Yeah. People people will be able to document with data how 2020 was one of the best uh, things that happened to the reef, to the earth, to the earth. Yeah. Period. Yep, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
not the not the people, but the earth. Yeah, yeah the people are still fucked, as good old George well, Carlin reminded us. I, I don't know. I mean, the more you talk about it, the more you see it. If you use this as an impetus for change, it's great. Yeah. It's great, right? You, sometimes this is what humans need. You need a, like a fucking baseball bat to the head to, to make a change in the way they do things. Yeah, so Melanie Next mentions that underwater zen is real. It's real, bitches. Underwater zen is real. There's my T-shirt. Underwater zen is real. Nobody believes it. It's a conspiracy theory, but it's a real conspiracy that's, theory. No, that's... Doesn't mean it's if false. You're, if you're going to have a T-shirt, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say, underwater zen is real, comma, bitches. <laughs> it's real bitches. Or, or is, is on your T-shirt, is, is the bitches on the, on the back, so as you... <laughs> as you it's underwater, Zen is real, comma, and then as you walk past them and they bitches. see you, the back of your shirt, it says bitches. Okay, anyway, so Zen. Let's talk about Zen yes. again. Um, she says that their local shop had more divers come to find their underwater Zen with us than ever before. Maybe for a feeling of normalcy or just a quiet space from all the noise and the stressors on land. I would agree with that latter part. I mean, there ain't no box underwater for you to watch, right? There's no television no, underwater, right, but one of the best parts, right? Fear porn all day long with death statistics and and all the bullshit that you don't you don't even know if it's if they're telling you the truth. But um, yeah, I mean, underwater is was your it's ultimate you, escape from it's you the and nonsense. your breathing. It, yes, if if there's a if there's a better place for a for a human to get in touch with their breathing and their inner mind than being underwater, send me an email and tell me what it is. That'd be space. I'll send here. I'm sending you an email right now. <laughs> it's space, bitch. <laughs> hang, hang on, I got to reply. <laughs> I got. I got to. Re- hang on, I got to reply to this asshole real quick. Hang on. <laughs> Next, she brings up diving is here to stay, bitches. That should be your other T-shirt, Brandon. Diving is here to stay, comma, bitches. The people that do it, the people that love it, we know. We know the secret. We, it's there's nothing like it in the world. So, of course, it's here to stay. And there's a lot of people that feel the same way. So, yeah, especially if you have found Zen. With diving. Moment of peace, yes. Of yes, peace. exactly. If you've, if you've been able to not just go scuba diving as a, as a rush of something exciting to do, but if you've been able to yeah. turn that excitement into peace, yeah, diving's here to stay. I mean, look at ourselves, right? Decades long, yeah. you still have a love and a, and a passion to, to go do it, even when the, you're in an environment is harsh and difficult as we have here right now, particularly in January, yeah, in in Michigan, right, we can still go get in that water and be in that happy place. Yeah, no matter how uncomfortable it can get, it, it still uh, it still gives us that same feeling we've we've had from the beginning. I mean, it, and you brought up a great point. It 
I think finding that underwater Zen is also part part of realizing, you know, I know a lot of people get into it for the major reason of the excitement. It's something different. It's an, kind of an adventure sport thing. So a little bit of adrenaline rush. They'll, but a lot of those people get in, they get the adrenaline rush, they try to push it, and then they, and then they exit and move on to something else, you know, whether, whether it be rock climbing or some other adventure sport. Right. But I think no matter what you do, any of those adventure sports that if you're drawn into it solely for the adrenaline rush, eventually that's going to wear out. And I think most of the veterans in any of those activities are probably saying good, good riddance. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to judge them for the motivation for doing it, but yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that guy that's on that rock face wall. Yeah. That is in his or her happy place, scaling that wall, being in the moment, being at peace, is is probably looking at the people that just get into rock climbing for this high rush excitement. Right. And then they get out of it in in a year or two. Yeah. I'm sure they're thinking good because that's not what this is about. This is yeah. about finding this is about finding yourself and who you really are. They do it through rock climbing. Right. People like us do it underwater. Mm. That's where I was going. Yeah, I think I think though ultimately if you give enough time to any of these activities, these uh, adventure sport activities, if you give enough time to it, ultimately it, it becomes that for the person. But you have to give it time. Yeah, is that not the the premise of the book Zen and the Art of Archery? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it, it's not about just shooting that arrow right. through the bullseye. Right. It's about how to pick up the damn bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's about being the arrow, yes. It, it's definitely... It's about being the fin. <laughs> being the fin. Be the split fin. Become the, become the breath. I agree. It ultimately... Becomes about something much bigger than just the experience of, in our case, being underwater. It's much bigger than that, and it's a personal growth thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so. she says, as she says, as soon as the underwater world opens up for travel and leisure, I have no doubt that divers will be the first, yeah, to uh, to support the industry and get salty. She says, but I think just get back in the water, right? Because there's a lot of people that are. Itching. Bang. Itching to get into the fresh Great Lakes water and dive some sweet shipwrecks. So not just the salt water, but any water. Right. Right, because I know, I know you and I uh, would have probably have been packing the car for a road trip down to northern Florida for some cave Caving. diving right about, mm-hmm. right about this time. Had, had the world not made that such a hassle to try to do yeah it's not impossible we can still do it and 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 that's why we may have to go do it but it's definitely not uh as simple as it was and and not that it was simple at all but it's nothing is uh is the same so she says i expect the changes and lessons in flexibility to continue if there's anything we learned from 2020 it's that our plans are not finite and uh, because she's a Southern girl, she says, keep it fluid, y'all. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, y'all. Um, 
Keep supporting your local dive shops and help us prep to continue diving safely while protecting the marine environment for future generations. And in closing, she says, with the smaller class sizes and virtual learning most likely here to stay, at least for now, we must increase our family of quality dive instructors. We must continue working together virtually through various online communities and platforms. Let's hope that we continue to practice and exude respect for our fragile marine environment when diving opens back up worldwide, while respecting various small island communities' decisions to isolate for health and well-being of their homes, keep diving and shopping local, and finally, allow the few get-togethers that we do get to be more appreciated, strong, and impactful. I think that's going to be a huge silver lining of this is I think people are going to appreciate, you know, getting together. I think people are going you know, to <laughs> doing things together. Yeah, I think in person. people are I think people are, are longing to hug somebody. Well, eventually it's going to get that. I mean, yeah, you know, people are going to, you know, people are, are or shoot somebody. I don't know. I think people are going to have a, a new respect for looking somebody in the eye and shaking their hand in the future. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it's, it's going to it's going to mean it's going to mean something. It's not going to be yeah. superficial anymore. Well, the I, don't, real... I don't think people are just going to blindly shake hands in the future. Like no. I, I think that's something that just is going to go away. It's going to be more of a nod and a uh, the elbow bump probably for a while. And when oh, you I do, hate that fucking when elbow you bump. Do, and when you do shake somebody's hand. It's going to mean something in the future. Well, it's going to oh, mean what hopefully. it used to mean, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, people will appreciate it. Will have a greater meaning, and they'll get tired of the. Uh, I mean, the internet and the virtual experience. It's a great emergency kind of. Uh, okay, we've got this. We can use this kind of thing, but. It's no way to continue through life as a human being, uh, interacting with the entire human race uh, via a, a, a flat black black screen kind of thing, it's in in headphones. It's no, the, yeah. this was um, this was a this was often depicted as a negative of the dystopian world when you watched futuristic yeah. movies twenty years ago. Well, it right? is a negative. It is a negative, man. Now there's a I I get the convenience of yeah like in in everybody's hectic life to let's get let's get rid of some of the travel some of the travel yeah, time. Yeah, get, it's a yeah, time let, thing. Let, let's knock out some of the the simple stuff via just an online meeting. Right, uh, we can get through some of the particulars, but the value of being face to face and. And feeding off of each other's emotions, energy and, that the and energies, yeah, that no, people don't is get. is extremely valuable and yeah. needed. Oh yeah, it's necessary for human life. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a great handicap people are going through. I don't think they realize when they do this stuff. This, I, I'm, and I can't believe they went into it blindly. That you know, our world leaders just said, yeah, yeah, shut it all down. Um. They had to realize the psychological impact of doing something like this to this extent and doing it for so long still. You know, two weeks was one thing. Two months was another thing. We're going on a year. 
and no end in sight, really. I mean, I, it's it's nuts. But yeah, it uh, well, hopefully, more and more people are getting the feeling of it being orchestrated. Well, yeah, I hear you. Because I, I yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know if that. Yeah, I, I'd like yeah. to believe that. I'd like to believe it's waking people up, but that's the right word. I hate using that term. But anyway, yeah. uh, this was great. I mean, this was a pretty good article. Left you with a uh, at least a, a little glimmer of hope. Like this, you're going to make it through this crap, and uh, the dive industry will continue to go on, albeit changed. Hopefully, albeit changed, changed for the better. You know. Yeah, whether yeah, like it or not, you know, like uh, her first point was, it's uh, there's no more business as usual. Things are things have changed. But yeah, I agree. I, th- I thought this was a this is a great way to start off 2021. Some realizations, some reflections on how terrible things were last year for for everybody, particularly the dive people in the dive business. And 2021 is changing. And you can either, like you said earlier, we can adapt, innovate, and hopefully overcome. We always do. Well, should we uh, should we sign our logbooks on uh, on this dive and officially sign them for 2020? Dear Jamesy, uh, keep it fluid, y'all. That's going to be my uh, keep it fluid, y'all. Come on, y'all. I think if I adopt a little southern oh, twang and uh, say y'all a bunch, it comes off as you're a more friendly person. I mean, it absolutely does. I'm pretty, I don't know. I used to be known as a very friendly person. I'm not for some reason maybe, anymore. Maybe you should start saying keep y'all. It y'all more. I'm going to, and that's what I want to do. I want to make a positive change for the better in 2021. And Jamesy, I'm starting with you. Keep it fluid, y'all. All right, let me see your love more here. Underwater Zen is real, bitches. Bitches. <laughs> yeah, bitches. All right, everybody. Keep it fluid, y'all. And it's done. Next week. <laughs> it's real, bitches. Blah, <laughs> blah,